Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 32, featuring a review of the brand new X-Men horror film, The New Mutants. I am one half of your hosting duo, podcasting on this August 30th, 2020, out of southwestern Pennsylvania, JP. And joining me tonight, as always, or today actually, is my co-host podcasting out of Beville, PA, Carly. What's up? What is up, buddy? Not much. Not much is up. I am honestly... We're recording right now it's 2 p.m and i slept in till noon so i have done pretty much nothing today wow which i hate when i do that i so. woke up at i think 7 p.m yesterday and i've been up since buddy yeah so it's 2 2 15 p.m now uh of course I've, i'm still working these night shifts um i have a uh, I have a day shift tomorrow, and then I have a double, a day shift into a night shift, a 16-hour shift on Tuesday, and then another night shift on Wednesday, and then um, another night shift on Thursday, (laughs) and then uh, we will be off to the races to our event after that. But first, before we even get into all that, I do want to make an announcement. So, those of you who have you know followed our podcasts for a while whether it's 22 shots or carly shows or this show um know that uh we're proud members of the horophilia network uh and i have been with horophilia since i think 2015 so five years i think i'm pretty sure and it's it's actually coming to an end which is very sad to me um it's it's public knowledge now but i think not a lot of podcasts like we haven't talked about it on 22 shots or anything and you know it's it's unfortunate uh jason lloyd the owner and um creator and you know runner of horophilia is kind of uh you know it, it, it was around for i think five years before i got on so it's been around forever and uh i think he is kind of just feeling like hanging it up for now um tried to talk him out of it a little bit but you know i'm not gonna be too too much pressure on him um so horophilia will be no more in the new year so 2021 will mark the end of horophilia i I do believe horophilia as a website will still exist but it will no longer be a podcasting network um so that's that's really unfortunate Uh, i i've met a lot of great people through horophilia and i've also you know am thankful for the exposure that it got us uh during the time when we were still young uh with 22 shots um definitely um, maybe doubled our listenership um, in the first year, um, partially due to you know just us growing. But I think Horophilia also gave us a little bit of a rub. Um, so you know it's time to say goodbye, uh, and we would like to officially announce um, that this show and uh, Netflix and Chill, which is actually going to be renamed Shutter and Chill, um, which you know will still do that every once in a while it's not gonna be like weekly or monthly or anything but 
you know, whenever we have the time. Uh, if we both worked the same schedule, we would do probably one a week or every other week, but uh, the work schedule has definitely changed that. Um, but both of uh, that show and this show uh, will be joining the Dark Discussions Podcasting Network. Um, Dark Discussions Podcast has been around forever. Um, I think it predates, I'm per, yeah, I'm almost certain that it predates 22 Shots. Um, but that was just a podcast, but the, the, um, guy behind Dark Discussions, Philip, uh, he is launching a network, which I believe is live currently, I think. Um, there's a couple, uh, pretty much, honestly, a lot, like, I would say 80% of all Horophilia shows are going over there, so, um, that's pretty cool. And it was really awesome of Phil to give us a home, and uh, he seems really excited about it. So uh, we will be uh, on Dark Discussions um, with either this episode or the next one. Uh, I'll probably still send this to Jason um, just so you guys can hear it as well. But uh, I think the way that it works is we will have a new podcast feed. So if you are subscribed through iTunes or some podcast app, uh, I'm pretty sure that you'll need to find a new link. Um, you'll need to um, subscribe to a new feed, basically. So um, that was a nightmare with 22 shots when we did that um, because we had a, a pretty, pretty decent feed and and following and ratings and stuff on itunes and all that which i know isn't as big as it used to be with itunes because now you got spotify and and uh stitcher and everything else itunes isn't the only place you get podcasts like it was back in 2013 um so it's probably not going to be as devastating but just anybody that's listening out there know that you may have to resubscribe to the show so i will still put this one and probably the next one on horophilia as well um but after that we will probably be exclusive to our youtube channel and uh the dark discussions podcast network so make sure that you guys uh keep up and and check that out and make sure you guys transition over there uh, we don't have any plans of stopping anytime soon, so we'll still be doing stuff. I feel like we're just getting into the groove on this show. We're less than a year old. Um, 22 shots, on the other hand, we don't know what we're doing yet. So if you're a listener of that show, um, we'll, there's some discussions that me and Jeremy and Moods and Dave need to have um, to decide what we're going to do and where we're going to go. Um, we have the possibility of going independent like we were when we started um there's also a possibility that we also join the dark discussions network uh it just really comes down to what the guys kind of want to do so that is a little update on 22 shots since we're not doing shows right now um do you have any thoughts or opinions or comments on the uh new network that we're going to be joining um, just, you know, thank you to Mr. Philip for letting us join it. Uh, it is live now because, um, celluloid dissections, the show I do with Derek is now 
on there and I, you know, I clicked on it briefly and everything looks really good. Uh, it looks very similar to the Horophilia setup and, uh, you know, Phil was very nice. I just, because um, I asked him to get movie versus movie that I do with Austin on there as well. And he replied back like a millisecond later being like, yeah, you're in. And then he like told me everything to do and it was very easy. So uh, big thank you to him for making this transition, you know, as simple as can be and opening his home up to us because uh, when they announced or when Jason said he was gonna you know shut down Horophilia or not do it anymore that was kind of scary having to worry about getting all the shows wherever you're gonna get them so I think that was very nice of Phil so yeah uh, super cool um, I'm very happy that uh, you know that's a actual opportunity there are a few other podcasting networks out there um, that i you know know of but you know i'm not you know i don't i don't really have relationships with some of the other networks um and i really didn't with phil like i knew of him and Mm -hmm. uh i knew that you know i knew about dark discussions and i know it's a very popular show and stuff like that so um but yeah, he he kind of uh, posted in Horophilia and just um, you know let everybody know that he's willing to take some shows. So that's pretty cool. Do you know the the website name actually? Oh crap! Uh, I do not. I assume it's Dark Discussions something. Um, like I said, they put up he did put up cellular ass section, so there was a link, but. Wait, let me see. Maybe Derek had sent it to me. All right, Allow well, me to see. You're doing that. Um, so yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, it's just it's darkdiscussions.com. So yeah. I tried to go there just now, and it it wasn't. It was like down or something. So I thought maybe he made a new what URL or something like Dark Discussions mm-hmm. Podcast Network or something. But um, not sure as of of right now. But um, we'll get a link for uh, definitely on the next show we'll try to get one on this one in the description as well uh Mm. so yeah that's that's where we'll be um i think i I don't think the back catalog will be up right away i think we'll slowly put those up so um you know if anybody's trying to go back you could always find us still on youtube and still horophilia till the end of the year Uh, yeah so yeah um but with that said, uh, you know, I'm very excited for the new chapter uh, with his and hers and, and uh, even Shudder and Chill, you know. Um, I really, you know, the thing about, you know, if anybody's wondering, the thing about Netflix and Chill, um, the reason I named it that was because, you know, Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast, uh, I just figured Netflix was a very searchable term. And I just thought, like, okay, you know, I'm just going to make it as basic as possible. But um, when we started realizing that we mostly reviewed Shutter films, and and it, it, we would still do, like, even as Shutter and Chill, we'll still do, like, Netflix and Hulu and anything, Amazon Prime, whatever news streaming, you know. But uh, it, it's funny, but, but we did mostly Shutter movies, so it made sense to call it Shutter and Chill. And, and Shutter is more of like a horror thing too, so mm. um, it made it just made sense. And I, I, the name always kind of bugged me a little bit, uh, 
and uh yeah so we're kind of relaunching we're just gonna start with a brand new episode one you can still find all the old netflix and chill episodes on um you i think they're on your youtube channel um well i'm slowly trying to upload them but i'll try to get a move on that more uh as the year comes to a close because it's taking me forever and we do have like 30 some episodes of that at this point but i'm going to try to get them all downloaded at least so they're not you know gone forever yeah and and this show we've pretty <clears throat> much almost stayed weekly i think we missed a week or two throughout mm-hmm. time but it was mainly due to just scheduling um like we always had like watched and prepared for the shows weekly like we did we haven't missed a show preparing wise it's just recording wise has kind of hindered us sometimes so that's the only reason that you know it, basically when we started this it was like the first week of january so you know at the end of the year there should be 52 episodes but you know i think it'll probably be like 50 49 somewhere around there but still that's a hell of a run um yeah so yeah and like dude i was checking out you know speaking of like because the show primarily what we do here is um we review you know we have our little segments and other stuff like that but um we review a new movie usually almost every time and i was like checking out i was like looking at like upcoming stuff because i I try to you know plan ahead and look at like what we're going to do next and stuff like that and i was like dude there's actually like they're starting to announce like movies like pretty pretty frequently like stuff that i'm interested in checking out like uh the trailer for the new tremors tremors 7 uh dropped and we're definitely covering that on here because i'm a huge tremors fan um so that's something that i like without a doubt will be tackling so carly you probably need to watch all the tremors movies so you know what's going on (laughs) i mean i technically kind of did but i'm not you definitely haven't watched six is six in that multi-pack of no, DVDs six I have? came out oh. like two years ago um okay then no i have not yeah uh six is called a cold day in hell i think um right. but this next one is called shrieker island or something i think so that excites me because I, i'm a huge fan of the shriekers part two is like my favorite sequel and it's all shriekers and i actually like the first one is just a classic and it's a, an amazing movie but part two is like kind of my go-to i mean part one is too but i love part two a lot um so yeah that um i saw that uh hulu announced their um film adaptation of clive barker's books of blood so that's something i would love to do on shutter and chill um Mm -hmm. if we have the time uh coming out in october um the babysitter uh two is coming out in I think like next week or, or like in September, I think. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I actually liked the first one quite a bit. So that's, that's another film and, uh, theaters seem to be, you know, moving forward a little bit. Obviously we just saw the new mutants. So hopefully more titles come out and the, uh, the, the fourth quarter is always the best in terms of horror. Um, october november december Mm -hmm. uh honestly september october november december well yeah that would be quarter right four months yeah so the the last quarter always is the best uh quarter for horror and uh especially like new horror well obviously new horror um 
<laughs> uh, right. But that is exciting to me because I always, you know, and it'll feel good because we'll have the summer series over with coming up here um, that we're doing with podcasts under the stairs and we'll have the 91 show done. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll have like more for, I mean, we'll 22 shots will probably be back. So I'll be watching a bunch of stuff for that, but I'll at least feel like more um, free, you know, because like 91 prep is just killing me right now and all that. So, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, a lot. that is, you know, um, I'm pretty excited for some of the new stuff coming out. So that that's really cool. So, um, yeah. Also, you know, I just got in the mail. I got the 4Ks of House by the Cemetery, Fauci's House by the Cemetery, as well as the New York Ripper. Uh, so that's really exciting. I, I kind of want to watch those, but I have no time to do that right now. Yes, but we are not. I, <laughs> we are not to watch any movies for fun. In October, I'm gonna save them for October, and I'm gonna watch them in October. So uh, that's that's definitely gonna happen. I wonder. I wonder if the theaters shall play any throwback movies in October like they usually do now that they're open. Yeah, I don't know because like their Wednesday night thing. They're still not doing the classic... I mean, they're playing classic movies, but they don't have a classic movie night. Like, yeah, like uh, not a, a sign. Today thing. is Rocky 3, yesterday was Rocky 2, and the day before that was Rocky 1, and mm. I think tomorrow's Rocky 4, and so on. And then also, uh, you have like Jurassic Park playing, and Ghostbusters played the other night, and stuff. So they're, they're like... Because there's not a lot of new movies. Like I think they played Beauty and, Beauty and the Beast the other day, too. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's not a ton of new movies, so it's uh, you know, gotta right. kind of mix in the old. But yeah, it'd be cool if they throw throw in some horror titles. Um, we've seen a lot, so like the chances of them showing something we haven't seen is like you know because they tend to show the more mainstream stuff like mm-hmm. Psycho and things. Um, will probably be pretty probably not likely, but who knows? Maybe. Uh, what else? So, oh yeah, this weekend we are going to a drive-in out yes. in Mahoning, PA, which is about five hours and some change away from us. So it's going to be quite a drive, uh, but I'm pretty excited. Uh, we went there last year for Camp Blood. This is, that was Camp Blood 5. We're going for Camp Blood 6 this year. Mm-hmm. Um pretty cool lineup pretty cool lineup uh i'm looking forward to they do three movies each night friday saturday sunday um there's a couple titles i'm definitely looking forward to i'm knocking two more friday 13ths off the list which is pretty exciting um what are they showing do you know do you you have the list i was i was just looking up the event right now and they are showing hold on what the heck Okay, uh, okay. Night number one, they were showing Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Which, followed. Uh, hold on. Relax, you don't have to rush through them. I was just, I was just, like, excited, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th, part four, my favorite Friday the 13th, so that's pretty exciting. I've not seen Friday the 13th, part four in the theater or the drive-in, so knocking another one off the bucket list. 
Uh, I've always said like my bucket list films are like TCM, um, all the Friday the 13th and all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Uh, so far, I've only seen one Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, three. Well, really, I've seen the original. I've seen um, Wes Craven's new Nightmare in 94 when it came out when I was three uh, in the theater. And then I saw um, Freddy vs. Jason and the remake. Um, so technically I've seen four of them, but, you know, that I was pretty young for most of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so Friday the 13th, part four. Yes. Um, then followed by that is The Burning... Which I'm excited to see simply because it's another title that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad it's not like Motel Hell again. <laughs> I know, I'm so sick. Like, I don't ever want to see We've that. We've seen that twice, again. which yeah. is so stupid because I don't even like the movie. And we um, saw it at this drive in last year, too. That was one of the That's ones. right, it did play at this drive in. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Burning, I'm not a huge fan of it. I really, I'm really not. But because i haven't seen it in probably five years uh and the fact that it's at the drive-in and you know on the big screen and stuff and it's you know a slasher it fits the atmosphere and summer camp and stuff so i'm pretty pretty happy with that title yeah it kind of sucks because i did watch it recently this year but i mean it's not one i mean it's one that has rewatchability and to see the drive-in will be pretty cool mm-hmm but then after that is a movie I've never seen before, and that's Death Valley from 1982. Mm-hmm. Death Valley is a... It actually... Death Valley is interesting because it has um, Ralphie in it from A Christmas Story. And he's, I see that. I'm, it he, says that on here. I think he's here. the same... He's, he definitely has to be around the same age because I think... I think that... I think this is the same year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's kind of cool. It's, it, it, I think it's a li- I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, but it's, uh, I think it's like a road horror type thing. It takes place like out in the desert and stuff. And I want to say that his family runs into like a slasher killer guy or something. I, I, it was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I've always liked that one. I own it on Blu-ray. Um, that was one of the early Scream Factory releases, like first 15 releases. Um, and it had never been on disc before that, so it was pretty cool that that got a release. But yeah, that, that I, I'm looking forward. That's a that's a oddity. Like that's a rare one. That's probably not one you're gonna see a lot on the big screen. So very good, very very solid night one. Not gonna lie. I agree. And then uh, night number two, Saturday, will be Sleepaway Camp. Which is a bucket list for me. That is one that I really wanted to always see on the big screen. Uh, Huge Sleepaway Camp fan. Uh, Definitely, it's in my top 50 favorite horror movies. Uh, Probably somewhere around the 25 mark. Maybe even under 25. I can't remember when I did that list, but uh, it's a film that I'll never forget the first time I seen it. Like, you actually saw it way before me which is rare and (laughs) especially for like a cult film uh but i when netflix dvd by mail came out or when it got semi-popular um i used to do the dvd by mail thing a lot and i i had hurt i was just kind of looking for slashers and um picked up i picked sleepaway camp and ice cream man from 95 and i've seen ice cream man before but i went over my friend friend martin's house 
um, and we, I don't know, I think we drank and, and just like played pool or something, and then we kind of chilled out and watched movies, and he fell asleep uh, during sleepaway camp, which was the first one, and me and his little brother Stone stayed up and watched both of them, and uh, it was kind of a great double feature, because even though they're completely different movies, in terms of you know tone no not not necessarily tone but like aesthetic you know one's a summer camp slasher and one's like a goofy 90s thing um but both of them are really bizarre performances and movie movies and stuff so like uh we watched sleepaway camp first and i remember we were like just making fun of it and laughing because it was like we thought it was so bad because of the you know cheesiness of it and when it got to that damn end, it was so scary, and our mouths just dropped open. And I looked over at him, and his mouth's open, and I'm like, what the... F-? You know, I was like, just, what is going <laughs> on here? This is weird. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, oh, man, that was, that was such a fun moment. And then we watched Ice Cream Man after that, and that movie's just freaking bizarre. Uh, and it just, it's so weird, but I love it. I love Ice Cream Man. And uh, that was a great little night double feature. Um, so yeah, Sleepaway Camp, hugely excited for that on the big screen. And Felissa Rose is supposed to be in attendance. She is, and also uh, what's his name? First Jason uh, Ari Lehman shall also be there. I think night one he's supposed to be there. Well, see, I was a little confused because there is technically a night zero type thing on Thursday where they're showing the original Friday the Thirteenth. So I don't know if he's going to be there that night only or what's up with that. So I was a little not sure. Well, either either way, I'd rather meet Phyllis Rose anyway. Um, but and then after that, one that I'm not too excited for because I didn't really care for this movie, but it's The Fun House. Tobe Hooper. Oh, really? You don't like The Fun House? I only saw it once and I just I didn't I wasn't that impressed. I felt like there was a lot of nothingness until like the ending. It just seemed like I don't know. It didn't um, seem like they utilized stuff that well. The Fun House is a movie that I actually owned on DV, on VHS as a kid and I I used to, it's funny you mentioned that you thought it was kind of nothing cuz I used to try to watch it and I would get bored and I I would never finish it. Um mm-hmm. but when Scream Factory put out the Blu-ray which I think was like the fourth release, third or fourth, uh maybe fifth, but um i picked it up and i watched it and i thought it was just okay and then when i rewatched it a couple years later i really kind of dug it and we actually had an opportunity to see the fun house uh, a couple of years ago it was at another drive-in the vandergriff mm-hmm. one that we always go to they did a toby hooper night the year they passed away and they did life force poltergeist uh in uh the in uh invaders from mars and the fun house and one i didn't polter or uh sorry um i think poltergeist was first or maybe life force was first i had no interest in watching that and then it was uh poltergeist which honestly like i like poltergeist and stuff but it's another one of those titles that seems to play a lot so i was just like we have such many opportunities to see it and i think i just watched it recently too so i wasn't like super jazzed on that and then invaders from mars would have been cool but it's really not like i would have much preferred like eating alive or something 
like Invaders from Mars is like kind of one of my least favorite Hooper movies. Uh, and then the last one was the fun house and I want, that was the only one I actually wanted to see, but I didn't want to go for three other movies that I really wasn't interested in to see the fun house. And I think we, we went the, we might've went the first night or something. Um, yeah, we did go the first night and it was just like, I don't really feel like going back now. And I think we, that was the year where we like saw a bunch of stuff in September and, or you know, I think we were doing well, so we mm-hmm. didn't feel the need like right now i would definitely go to that <laughs> i don't remember like what year everything runs together like i don't remember what the other night was I think the other night was we... the abcd one uh, where they did okay. like um the creature ones alligator, like alligator and critters critters basket case and um no it was the, the boogans oh boogans and deadly yeah. spawn yeah which that 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 was really fun that was a good one um but yeah i think we were just kind of really happy with night one and and really didn't care for night two too much so we just didn't go um but yeah i'm i'm the fun house definitely that that's uh, that might be um that's up there for me in terms of the ones that i'm most excited for Mm -hmm. i see i see well then finally on that tonight we have friday the 13th part seven the new blood which at one point in time was my favorite Friday the 13th. Um, back when uh, it was actually the first Friday the 13th I saw um, back when I was like two or three. And I, I had seen it a couple other times after that, but I always can never remember which one it was. And I would always try to rent a Friday the 13th film and, and rent that one, but I would ne- it would like it was like a streak of like, me renting everyone but that one and then like everyone twice but that one because i couldn't remember if i rented part six already or you know part four already or part five already because i never knew which one was which when i was a kid and eventually i found it i was really happy um and yeah so uh that was it that was kind of one that i rented a lot after i figured out what it was um but since then it's actually like severely tanked in terms of my favorite friday the 13th However, I'm still really excited to see it on the big screen. First appearance of Kane Hodder. Um, I think it's his best performance as Jason. And uh, I think that the, the the fun thing about Seven is the the final sequence, like the, the final battle between Jason and essentially Carrie. Um, <laughs> that whole thing is really fun. I, I love that part. So the final chase, you know, the you know, her using her powers and stuff, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to see two Friday films again, and I'm yeah. happy that they are the not Jason Goes to Hell. Jason Goes, uh, Jason to, Hell goes to Hell. Jason Goes to Hell. Part three. Part three. Yeah. Okay. So. So part. I mean, part three was cool. Yeah. So, um, I would after this, I'll have seen part one, three, four, seven. Jason Goes to Hell, and Freddy vs. Jason in the remake. Yeah, it's like almost all of them. Yeah. Dodging part two, which is the one that I would like to see the most. Probably me too. <laughs> and five. <laughs> two and five. Yeah, I know. Yeah, those are honestly, yeah. But I'm sure we'll get that chance eventually. But then there's also a third night, which they did not do last year. Because last year was actually in August still. But this is falling on Labor Day weekend. So it's like their special event where they're doing three nights. And on this night, 
this night's kind of weird. Uh, first up, you have pieces from '82. You don't need a you need don't need to be in Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? So, yeah, I've seen it twice. Um, I didn't like it so much the first time, then the second time it grew on me. So uh, I think it's a fun movie. You know what? I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, it's kind of like a Spanish giallo, honestly. Um, yeah, it is. The gore is great, and I'm sure it'll be awesome on the big screen, but. I've never been a huge fan of that movie. I do have the sexy grindhouse releasing edition, um, which is the definitive edition to get. Uh, but yeah, I've never been like the, the biggest fan of that one. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I'm sure I'll have fun with it, but yeah. Yeah. And then after that, um, one that I'm not, I've only seen once, uh, Austin likes this movie, so I watched it and I thought I didn't like it too much, and that's The Prowler. I know a lot of people like this, but maybe um, watching it a second time, I'll like it more. I've seen The Prowler maybe three times. Uh, I saw it once on Blu-ray, and then I watched it f- as part of the 24-hour Joe Bob thing, which I barely remember anything from that night. And then I rewatched it maybe like last year, um, because uh, the the uh, I, I was like going through and rewatching some of those because I didn't remember any of them. So I watched mm-hmm. it with Joe Bob. Um, it's good. It, it's 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 good. Yeah, I, I like the Prowler. Cool. And then finally is a movie I don't even think I've heard of, and that is Massacre at Central High from 1976. Yeah, that 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 ju- I think that just barely missed my s- top ten on seventy six. Um, it's pretty cool because it it is like a slasher, but it's it's sort of a proto. You know what I mean? Yeah, predates um, Halloween. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not like amazing, but it, it's a it's a cool curiosity piece. That that's another title that like you're not gonna see on the big screen. I don't even think it has a disc release. Like it's not on Blu-ray or anything. I don't think. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty cool title. Uh, gotta admit though, like third night is definitely the weakest night for me because none of those movies I'm like a huge fan of. Uh, so they're not, I don't have like, like they're not, they don't hold a special place in my heart, but that's fine because the first two nights are pretty stacked. Right. Right. I am very excited. I'm glad that we get to go. I'm glad they're doing it and I am pumped. It's all slashers too, you know? Yeah, those are my favorite types of moves. So, it is, I mean, you know, it is like a pretty much a five-hour drive. So, that does, it is pretty much a hike for us. But It sucks. It's a sucky drive. Especially the third night. Because we'll watch all three movies and then drive straight home, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, that's going to suck. Yes, you shall drive. Um... Depending on how I feel, I'll decide if I take first or second shift. Dude, you're Last time take I drove the whole way home, I think. Alright, I'm just saying, I drove home from, like, Gettysburg and my corneas, like, burn out of my eyeballs. Because they were so dried up. <laughs> no, I think it was this one that you drove most of the way home from, and I drove home from Gettysburg. Oh, that okay, that would, that would make more sense. Yeah. But... Oh, it's a miserable drive. You figure... I, They'll probably be over at like if they start at 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, like probably like 3 a.m. So 3, 4, mm-hmm. 5, 6, 7, like 8 a.m. <laughs> we're going to get home. Like, oh, dude, it's horrible. Um, But it'll be worth it, you know? 
Yes, I like to focus on the positives that we're going to have a fun time. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you're out in that area, you know, say hello. Um, I'm not so sure how I'm feeling about getting a picture with Felissa Rose if it's mask oriented. I don't know. Yeah, I'd at least want to get her autograph, though. Yeah, I'm going to bring. I'm, I think I can't decide if I want to take my Sleepaway Camp poster or the Blu ray. Yeah, I'll probably. I have that, you know, that box, the DVD box. Or I, I might bring that. that. Yeah, I think that would be cool because I have that and then, of course, the Screen Factory Blu ray. So, but I think I'd rather get the box set signed. Yeah. Um, okay, so with that said, um, anything else happened this week for you? Um, not, I don't, I don't think so. I recorded with Austin yesterday, movie versus movie, so that'll be out soon. But other than that, pretty bland week, I would say. Just been, you know, watching movies, trying to watch some more 91 movies and, uh, summer series movies and all the movies. And... Now we are recording. So, yeah, nothing I, too exciting happened. I had one thing happen. Um, I started playing this game called Graveyard Keeper on it Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first, I downloaded the UFC 4 demo, and I played a little bit of that, and I, I like hated it. I couldn't stand it. I don't really like the UFC games, but um, I was like kind of craving a game, so... Um, I dropped, I dropped $20 on Graveyard Keeper, which I wasn't happy about, but, um, I actually had some money in my PayPal account, like 45 bucks from, um, sending those DVD packs out, DVD packs out to Chad for 22 shots. Um, I got reimbursed for that. So I had some money just sitting there. So it, it was like, you know, it didn't feel too bad. Um, but it's a really fun game it's kind of like harvest moon or like stardew valley um but you're a graveyard keeper and it has like like decent music and it's kind of looks like an old like nes or super nes game like sort of like that 8 bit bit type look or 16 bit or whatever um and you basically like you like farm and you um you know chop wood and and make stuff out of the wood and and you know you have like a skill tree where you like upgrade stuff and but you also tend to a graveyard so like every day a donkey drives by and like on a cart and and delivers a body and then you have to take it to the autopsy table and do like an autopsy and there's a whole system with that on like the body decomposing and stuff and and then you bury it and then you put like gravestones and and markers and stuff on it that can raise or lower your um overall like point system of the graveyard like the nicer the body the nicer the like the better job you do with the autopsy and like the gravestones and stuff the higher your rank is and makes your graveyard better and you make more money and stuff like that so um it's super like simple and tedious like a lot of it is it's it's so funny that like people have created games out of like just busy work like you just like all you're doing is clicking and going and picking up stuff and and you know like harvesting your pumpkins or your you know uh carrots to feed the donkey and you know replanting stuff and then going up and chopping trees and coal and 
and iron ore and stuff and it, it's just it's just a super um peaceful type of game though but i will tell you what that game destroys hours like i the other day i watched one movie i was like i'm gonna play uh one hour of this and then i'll watch another movie and i felt like i barely did anything and like an hour 25 minutes had passed and i was like well shoot <laughs> so i played yeah. for two hours um bad idea to start picking up games whenever you're trying to prep for stuff yeah that's what sucks because i do enjoy video games but i know that i just can't I can't say, oh, I'm only going to play for 30 minutes, especially if you're playing a survival game or something like that. Like, that one sounds more just relaxing and whatnot, but I'm not going to play Resident Evil and then die a bunch of times or something, and then 30 minutes go by really quick. So you can't tell yourself that. Can't then you, you always end up a bunch of times in Resident Evil. Dude, I, I'm not that good at games. But anyway, <laughs> I, I would get better not. at this. I've played Bean Machine with you. <laughs> Dude, I kicked your ass at Bean Machine. But, um... No, but like video games is something that I've always I always liked playing video games growing up, but now I feel like I almost feel this guilt like weighing <laughs> down on me, like I have to be watching a movie at all times, so it's hard. Yeah, that's for me not to... good though. Like we we can't be like that, you know. I know. Um, like right now though, like later. Right, right now, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I was a big gamer growing up too. Like I used to spend eight hours a day playing games. You know, ten hours when I didn't have a job, I played twelve hours a day. Um. I would play from morning to night sometimes on the weekends, and it would be like, like I played Sly Cooper. Did you ever play those games? Nope. Oh, well, I had this Sly Cooper game. It was so much fun, and I like started playing at 10 a.m. one day, and then my parents came in at like 7 p.m. and they were like, "Do you want to like do anything else today, or do you want dinner?" And I was like, "Oh no," I was like 10. Yeah, yeah, I used to get really into it too, and um, I kind of stopped a lot you know it's it's it is very time consuming that's why I like games like madden which i know like most game like <laughs> unless you like sports games you don't play madden um yeah. but I, I i love madden um but I'm, I'm probably honestly like i the new one comes out like this week or it came out last week or something but i'm honestly probably not going to get it because they haven't really done enough to warrant like a new purchase because it comes out every year and it's kind of the same game this time but just updated rosters and stuff so I, I think i'm gonna skip it this year or i might get it when it's like black friday or something i don't know um so that's why i bought that game but the, see the thing is like tony hawk um one and two remake comes out next week and i'm probably gonna have to buy it because that's I one used of my to play. that's that's in my top five games of all time the, the first Tony Hawk. I forget Tony Hawk under. Are they all called Tony Hawk Underground or is no. one of them? Um, that's like the sixth one, I think. Or si uh, fifth I think, one. It's the fifth one. I think I had that one growing up and I would pl spend hours playing it and I liked going on to the. Uh, there was like a special section where you can make your own course and I liked doing mm -hmm. that. Yeah, uh, Tony Hawk Underground was definitely one I put a lot of hours into. Um, but the first two will always be my favorite, particularly the first one. Like, I love the first one. The first, the second one's better. It's a better game. But the first one, I just love so much. Uh, and I played so many hours of Tony Hawk um, as a kid, me and my cousin, just so, so much. I... 
I bought them all up until Underground 2. Um, or no, American mm-hmm. Wasteland. I gave up after American Wasteland, and I haven't bought a Tony Hawk game since. Um, so, yeah, the re- remake in Part 1 and 2 is, like, huge to me. Can't wait. Um, I used to... I used to just play those games nonstop. So I'm really excited for Tony Hawk um, remakes there. That's going to be cool. Yeah. I want to play games now. I know. Um, so uh, with that said, I guess we should get into what we watched. We should. We definitely should. Have you watched a lot this week? Um, I don't think I watched a ton. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight titles. All right. Well, who shall go first? Um, go ahead. All right. Um, I think I watched a little bit more than that, but... Uh, first up, I watched, and this was for Movie vs. Movie, what we, which we recorded yesterday, but that was The Happening from 2008. I had never seen this movie, I had always heard horrible things about it, so I never wanted to see it, but uh, Austin wanted to watch it and compare it to Bird Box from 2018, so that gave me a reason to watch it finally, and I must say, I don't, like... I didn't think it was that bad of a movie, you know? I always heard it was horrible and a piece of trash, and I think it's just because people hated M. Night Shyamalan since he made such good movies, and then he made this, and it's clearly a big step down. But I think if uh, some nobody director would have made this, uh, it wouldn't have been hated on as much, because I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, it's a the concept is creepy. Uh, you know, people were just committing suicide out of the blue and not really knowing exactly what's going on at first. Um, it's, uh, you know, sort of just like that major, um, almost pandemic-y type of plot. Uh, I thought it had some good scenery, and it had memorable characters. Uh, they had that quirky humor to them, which sometimes it got on my nerves a little bit, but I-, I find that M. Night puts that in a lot of his movies, like with Signs and uh, The Village even a little bit, so um, it seemed very much like his type of film. But... Um, I thought it had some decent moments in it. I could see why people don't like it as much, because there were parts that I didn't think were that good. Like, there was some acting in it that I thought was a little bit off-putting and weird, and I also felt that character development was kind of lacking with the two main characters. You know, the guy and his girlfriend or wife, or I think it's just his girlfriend, um, you know, Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg. Um, I just didn't really care about them too much but other than that i thought it was decent um i gave that one a 7 out of 10. then after that um i watched the host uh the host from i think 2008 2009 somewhere like that um and this is you know the uh creature feature type of movie uh i'd never seen this one before i never really knew i'm not really into the big creature film so it wasn't one that really appealed to me but um, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a pretty good movie. Uh, there's actually a lot of humor in the film that works pretty well, and um, it is subtitled, so it's always it's like funny reading moments that are supposed to be funny rather than hearing them actually be said. But you could hear it in the tone of voice of the people, so um, I thought it all worked really well. Uh, it was a pretty cool story. Uh, the movie's rather long. It runs about two hours, but you're along for the ride. It's not just uh, 
full-on monster attacking the town type of movie like I thought it would be. It's kind of more of a story of a dad trying to get his daughter back that he believes is still alive and got taken by the monster. So I thought that was cool. It's got a little bit of everything, you know, comedy, some drama, and uh, horror. Um, Monster doesn't look too great in my opinion. I mean, it looks very uh, fake, but you know, other than that, I thought it was pretty good. I gave that an 8 out of 10. Then after that, I watched Old Boy. Um, Old Boy, about a guy who gets uh, imprisoned for 15 years uh, without any knowledge as to why, and doesn't really look like, you know, your standard prison, so it's more like he's being held captive, but no one tells him why. Then he is released, and he spends the rest of the movie kind of trying to figure out what the heck happened, why this happened to him, what he did to deserve it, and who did it. Um, I thought this was a really fantastic film. Uh, another one that's long, but you're very much along for the ride because there's so many different aspects happening. And, uh, you know, what what you find out happened at the end is very horrific. But I did not think this was really a horror movie. Um, a revenge movie, yes. And a movie that does have some violent and graphic moments, yes. But to me, it was just that. It was a revenge type of film and that's it I mean like I said it's horrific what turns out to be the whole reveal at the end uh, it's very disgusting but you could say that for a lot of movies that aren't horror as well so to me it wasn't a horror film but I thought it was very very solid I gave this an 8.5 out of 10 then after that as per my run through 91 I watched Dollman and this is essentially about uh some cop on this planet who ends up on planet earth and but when he gets there he's very short he's a you know a miniature version of himself and he's kind of in this bad part of earth uh just a bad rundown type of area and this woman finds him this woman who really believes in kind of changing the town and trying to change people's ways she finds him takes him home uh she has a son and uh they kind of sort of have this weird little thing going back and forth and uh then you know something happens to the lady and it's Mr. Dollman's job to kind of get her back and save the day as the badass he is um I thought this was pretty good uh it's a full moon movie I thought I kind of put this one off because it just sounded stupid the title Dollman sounded dumb to me but I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would um and it was just a fun movie you know it wasn't too long it kind of gets to the point pretty fast uh, there's not a whole lot to it but i thought it was fun i gave that a seven out of ten then after that i watched thirst uh, i believe from 2009 and um thirst is essentially a vampire love story type of film where this guy uh he turns out he becomes a vampire i forget how that all plays out at the beginning to be honest but um he ends up being very uh, vampire-esque where uh, he's, you know, into feeding off of blood and stuff like that. And um, and he can't come out, you know, come out during the day and whatnot. He meets this girl who uh, kind of lives in a household that she's not very pleased with. Uh, she lives with her mom and her brother and they kind of treat her like a slave of sorts. And uh, she's just kind of fed up with it. But she meets this guy and falls in love with him and then kind of finds out his secrets and then she's very intrigued by it and the story kind of goes from there uh i thought this was really good uh solid solid vampire film i've come to find i really enjoy vampire films not so much like the actiony based 
ones that are kind of very stylized. Like, I'm not a huge fan of 30 Days of Night or anything like that, but these ones that are a little bit slower paced and uh, have a love story involved, uh, much like Let the Right One In or, um, you know, Transfiguration in a way. Um, that like I really enjoy these. Uh, this movie was really good. Uh, the story is uh, keeps you so intrigued throughout it. There is some comedy in it, and uh, at first I wasn't into that. I thought it was a little bit off-putting for the serious nature that it tries to portray. But by the end, I, I really dug it. Uh, the, some of the comedy was actually laugh out loud funny to me. Uh, it was very well utilized. So I gave that a nine out of ten. I really liked it. Then after that, I watched Bird Box, which I haven't seen since 2018. Uh, that movie was very, very hyped, and everyone and their mother was into that film when it came out on Netflix. And uh, re-watching it, um, when I originally saw it, I actually gave it a 10 out of 10, and it made my number one of the year. But re-watching it, I kind of saw a few flaws I didn't really like with it so much uh so um it wasn't as good this time around but it was still really good nonetheless um i think it has solid characters and uh the plot is cool uh like i said we compared it to the happening pretty much the same type of plot uh which is interesting where there's something going around that's making people commit suicide and no one really knows why so i thought that was interesting that it is very similar but uh yeah, what well, like the happening. I gave this an 8.5 out of 10, though. Then after that, as per my run through 91, I watched Prom Night 4, uh, Deliver Us from Evil. Um, this was weird. Uh, I've never seen part three. I kind of watched part two once, uh, but I was drinking with my friends, what and I think it was from what, Prom Night 4. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Oh. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a, it's a strange movie, um, it's, you know, centered around prom night, but there's also, like, this, uh, demonic type aspect to it, so it feels like an exorcism movie mixed with a slasher film, it's very strange, um, I thought it was alright, um, I feel like there's a lot of almost downtime moments to it, because it starts out strong, you think it's gonna be a typical slasher movie, and then, uh, it goes into all this, uh, you know, demonic type stuff, and with, the church and whatnot and then kind of goes back to prom night so it's very strange in that aspect and nothing really too memorable happens until the end result but i thought it was all right i mean i gave it a 6.5 out of 10 i've never seen then, any of them besides the first and the remake yeah i've seen oh yeah i forgot about the remake i've seen the first i've seen the remake and i tried to watch part two once but i don't remember it at Hello, all Mary um, Lou. yes uh, I didn't pay any attention to it, honestly. And I'd never seen part three. But uh, then after that, um, I watched The House of the Devil. And I watched that last night. Um, and yeah, I seen this once, I think in 2016. Uh, I was over some friend's house and uh, they put it on. And I fell in love with it. I was super into it. Uh, it's a very kind of simple thing you know this girl uh she's kind of desperate for money she's a young girl she's trying to get a new apartment so uh and she you know owes the rent by monday so she asks uh or she gets a flyer thing for this babysitting job calls them up and the guy's like really willing to have her work there uh he's kind of desperate uh, for a babysitter. She gets there and it turns out that it's not what she thought. Um, he really just wants her to look after his mu old elderly mother who is upstairs sleeping, but it's only going to be for four hours and uh, the lady's probably going to be asleep the whole time. So, see, 
turns out he pays her like $400 for it. So, uh, kind of crazy, you know, it's like $100 an hour. But, you know, while she's there, uh, some weird stuff uh, kind of occurs and uh, it turns out to be a little too good to be true. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy this film. I think it's very good. I, it's a throwback type of movie and I think they capture the aesthetic really well. Um, I, I liked it quite a bit. I mean, they're- Ty West. It, yeah, Ty West. Uh, it's creepy too. There's a few really creepy parts, uh, especially of course the ending, but throughout it, it's very, it reminds me of um, something like one of Stranger Calls or like the babysitter book from Arlstein or any of those babysitter horror stories where you just have a girl alone trying to pass the time and then weird stuff is happening. Uh, I really enjoy it. I give that an 8.5 out of 10. So that is the gist of what I have watched. Now, what have you watched? All right. Um, all right. So let's see here. Uh, the first movie that I watched is per my run through 91, number 46 here. We have Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Now, this is uh, one of those titles where um, I'm not sure if it's going to be on anybody's lists. Um, I would imagine that it will show up on someone's list. Uh, It's not a horror movie. It's more of a martial arts prison movie, but it also has that like that of a splatter film. So it does have like insane gore and just tons of gore. So it. It, it kind of satisfies that horror itch whenever you watch it even if you you know it's not a horror film it satisfies the same types of uh things you look for in a horror film so uh it i, I, w- I would I, I would be surprised if it didn't show up at least on like one or two lists um for 91 um because it is a really good movie um i had seen it once before it's actually on tubi um if you're interested in checking it out but it it follows a guy named ricky who is sent to prison for 10 years um and the prison is sort of a hellhole and it's just run by gangs and heroin dealers and corrupt uh you know officers and stuff like that and ricky is just a badass dude like he is just a savage uh he has like six bullets in his chest um and you know uh they ask him why he didn't have the doctors remove him and he's like because they're a souvenir or something like yeah. that. they forget exactly what he says but <laughs> uh he's just like a badass dude man he's he, he he literally like he like punches holes through chests and like you know he's just tough like they at one scene they put a bunch of razor blades in his mouth and then beat the crap out of him so they're like then it cuts to his face and all the razor blades are like sticking out of his cheeks and stuff like that and then he like he like spits them at someone else and they're all in their face and stuff it's just it's just a nuts movie man it's it's crazy um and he has a he has like a tragic story where he lost his love to heroin dealers and stuff like that but uh it's just it's just a blast honestly i wish they made like a hundred of these because they're there's it's so fun i think it's the only one though um i give that an 8 out of 10. uh then i watched highway to hell um this film follows a kid and his chick i think they get married they like elope and they stop at his gas station and the dude basically tells them like hey don't fall asleep between these two trees (laughs) 
Uh, of course, his girlfriend does, and there's some kind of curse or something put on the, these this area, and this hell cop uh, basically captures the girlfriend um, for, like, basically Satan and takes her back to hell, uh, and the kid follows, and he's trying to retrieve his girlfriend, and hell's kind of just, it's, you know, it's not like brimstone and fire and craziness, it's, it's like just regular world, but, you know, weird and uh there's all kind of weird things that he runs into and people and stuff like that and actually ben stiller has a small part in it uh and yeah i thought it was really fun it was like a road horror film uh, i dig that so uh i dug it i gave it a seven and a half cool uh then i watched door into silence from 1991 um and that is uh a Lucio Falci film. This is actually Falci's final film before he died. And uh, the it basically follows a guy who is um, leaves his father's funeral. I think it's his father. And uh, is driving and basically runs into the, like this hearse and it's basically him trying to figure out what's going on and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's very straightforward like you could kind of see where it's going the entire movie especially like from the opening clip um and it feels like the best way i could describe it is if you took like a episode of tells from the crypt or tells from the dark side or any of those like anthology tv series with like uh short stories and you flesh it out into an hour and a half movie that's kind of what this is it's kind of void of gore or any nudity um there's a little bit of effects in it uh and it's kind of just like this dude traveling down a road driving like most of the movie um and stopping at different places and stuff like that but i know dave really doesn't like it but i found it very easy to watch honestly so i didn't mind it honestly it's it's not a great movie or anything it's like i said you can see where it's going the story's like not very creative or anything but I said that this feels like the most American Fauci film I've ever seen. Oh, it also takes place in New Orleans, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, I I didn't mind it. I gave it a six and a half. Um, And then I watched Mom from 1991 as well. Uh, And Mom follows an older lady um, who uh, basically gets a border um this guy propositions you know waited for her to make some money and he's basically I, I, I would you call him a vampire i guess so this is actually like the probably the second movie i watched for 91 months ago oh wow yeah so it, it, he's kind of like a vampire thing like I, I, online they said flesh eater but like i don't know mm-hmm. it's like kind of vampire-ish um and uh he turns the mom into one and then the the son is kind of like conflicted because his mom's like out there trying to kill people and he's trying to tie her up in the house and stuff like that and it's a comedy um i liked it it was fun um the only thing i didn't really laugh at anything it's kind of like that dark comedy but i i I didn't really laugh at anything you know i see i didn't even like i know it was supposed to be kind of funny but then like i I almost saw it as tragic in a way because he's trying to keep his mom from doing all this stuff yeah i just remember i really enjoyed that one and yeah he uh he you know there's some fun effects on the mom and stuff like that so it's kind of cool i think julian sands might be in this one uh don't quote me on that um of course that's the warlock right um 
And then after that, I watched Nothing But Trouble, um, which is, I think, uh, Dan Aykroyd directed this one. Um, and it stars Dan Aykroyd and Demi Moore and Chevy Chase and John Candy. So it has quite the cast. <laughs> um, this one's kind of borderline horror. Uh, I saw some people say like that it's more like not really a horror film, it's a comedy. But I actually think that it has enough horror elements in it. Um, so basically Chevy Chase, uh, Demi Moore and this other couple are driving to Atlanta or something. They take a shortcut and they end up in this like... I forget what the hell it was called. It was like, it was something like something Vania or something, you know, like some, some funny name, like Batvania or something. I don't know. (laughs) And, uh, they get in a police chase or whatever. And and the couple in the back kind of eggs Chevy Chase on to like run from the cops and stuff like that. And, And he ends up getting caught and they take him to the, it's John played by John Candy and they take him to the judge. And the judge is like 107 year old, uh, weird, like creepy ass dude in this creepy ass town, and uh, he basically sentenced him to like I don't know, for like life or something, something crazy, you know. <laughs> and uh, they're like stuck in this town, and and um, they like kind of kill people that come in this town. It's like it reminds you of like a, a goofball Texas Chainsaw type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the judge has like a this is like his daughter or granddaughter or something i don't know but she's he's playing by john candy <laughs> it's really it's really ridiculous um and then uh actually you know what um digital underground plays in it and like tupac's in the background in this movie like it's weird you know that early tupac 1991 you know um but he's in the background in this movie which is it's just weird you know i didn't expect that and uh uh was there somebody else in this movie too i feel like there was another person in this movie that that shows up later but i can't remember um but honestly like i didn't think i was gonna it's it is really i mean it's looney tunes like it literally like there's a part in the movie towards the end where like somebody like goes through a wall and it's like the outline of the body you know what i mean (laughs) it's like literally looney tunes at that point but dan Aykroyd's like hilarious is is the the judge and and uh I always like Chevy Chase and and Demi Moore looking smoking, um, so yeah, it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I, I recommend it. Um, and then I watched David Cronenberg's Naked Lunch, which is another sort of borderline debatable horror film. On this one, man, this movie is weird. I, I need to watch it again. I, I kind of didn't understand a lot of it. Um, from what I gathered it follows this guy who's like an exterminator and he's like breathing in all these chemicals and stuff. And his wife, uh, starts doing this drug, which is basically like an insecticide or something. And, uh, like he kills her or he see, he catches her like having sex with his friend or something. And then he like, uh, he's like, like he's investigating this, like under this drug ring that are taken, this drug out of like giant centipedes out in i think he's there in like egypt or something i don't remember where they even are but it, it's bizarre there's like a cockroach is like his typewriter turns into a cockroach and stuff and like a giant cockroach and it's telling him what to do and uh there's this like giant other bug monster thing um it's really weird and bizarre and got that like 
gore body horror thing going on in it um definitely some weird Cronenberg uh, again I, I would probably need to see it again probably pick up the criterion eventually um because I kind of did I, I didn't understand if it was just supposed to be like he's just it, you know he's tripping from all the bad insecticide he's been breathing in and, and the whole movie's kind of that or I didn't really 100% get it but you know I haven't really looked up any reviews or like people's thoughts on it either but yeah it was interesting <laughs> I'll say that um and then I watched uh Godzilla versus King Ghidorah and I used to not be a massive Godzilla fan I'm still not a massive Godzilla fan but I've definitely come around on the big green monster a little bit um because they're kind of fun you know I, I it's funny I think what um 85 was last year we had a godzilla movie the year before that mm -hmm. was 72 i think and we had a godzilla movie so three godzilla movies for the our last three years um and this one in particular is maybe the one that i had the most fun with i think no i liked 85 a lot too godzilla 85 was fun yeah um and the other one before that i really liked i don't know they're they're, they're really fun they're kind of run together and forgettable after i watch them but uh this one is interesting because uh it takes place um where these people come back from the future and they basically uh take these people in japan back to the past during world war ii uh on like an island where a dinosaur um that is like supposedly what Godzilla eventually mutated to due to radiation uh, exists and they decide to kill the dinosaur and transport the body into the ocean because they believe that that's where Godzilla came from so they're trying to stop it um, but unbeknownst to the uh, you know the protagonists the futurelings are actually bad guys and in the future japan is a powerhouse and they're upset so they came back to like screw up uh J japan and basically they put these three little monsters on the island where godzilla where the dinosaur was that would um eventually turn into godzilla and instead it mutates uh this monster into king Ghidorah, which is like the three-headed one and then the people are like shoot we got rid of godzilla and who's gonna fight this giant monster but then they realize oh well it turns out that that place where we put godzilla also had a radiation spill there so we can just activate that and godzilla can come back it actually is pretty convoluted and stupid when you really think about everything um but it got a lot of fun you know battles and miniatures and stuff like that and godzilla and, and you get a me mecha Ghidorah eventually so i enjoyed it i thought it was fun um pretty cool pretty cool movie um and then finally i watched this uh it is cast a deadly spell also 91 actually everything was 91 this week for me um, it was yeah cast a deadly spell um this is an hbo tv movie from 91 and it stars fred ward who uh starred in the original tremors and tremors 2 um he plays errol earl um and he is it's kind of this movie's really neat it's like a uh 
He plays a guy named H.P. Lovecraft, and he's a private eye. And this guy basically hires him because these thugs stole his Necronomicon book. And he has 48 hours to track this guy down and figure it out. And this guy also has like a virgin daughter and stuff uh, who's 16. And basically, which is weird because she like comes on to Fred Ward Rick like really hard. And I'm like, wait, did they say she was 16 earlier? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about this movie is it's set in the 40s. Um, but it's like a fictional forties. So everyone in the town uses magic and like witchcraft and stuff. But Fred Ward's like old school and he doesn't use spells or anything. He, he does it old school, you know, detective style. Um, but everybody else in the, in the city, it's like in LA and everybody else uses magic. Um, so it kind of is weird. There's like gremlins in it and stuff. It's fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a, it's cool, like setup and story and stuff. I thought by the end, it was kind of like by the numbers, um, like how it all plays out and stuff like that. But you know, it was, it was a fun little creative movie and it has like this noir style to it, you know, with the like forties detective and stuff. And I dig that. I, I love, um, I'm, I, I haven't seen a ton of noirs, but I've always liked the aesthetic. I love like when, uh, things mimic noirs like like rugrats or something they they would do like the noir episode and stuff and cartoons used to do that sometimes i i dig that stuff it's, it's fun the narration and things so yeah cast the deadly spell definitely a highlight of 91 um probably probably like one of the better gems honestly um the cover art is atrocious for this thing though Stop i don't think watching it's 91 moves i don't why because i'm scared why? Because I don't even know what you're talking. Like, what cast the deadly spell? Where'd that one They've come from? They've been talking about it. I don't pay attention. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's it for me. I think that I'm going to. Uh, I have Delicatessen left. That I want to get to Child's Play three. Um, people under stairs probably want to do Necromantic two. Um, probably Prom Night four and maybe a handful of others um now somebody was talking about kafka i've seen moods watch that oh i want to rewatch popcorn because i i only half watched it so yeah i i still have like maybe 10 that i would like to get to yeah but it's i don't know if it's looking likely i kind of took took some time off this week and didn't really get the stuff so um i don't know we have what one two weeks left uh well this week and then i guess the end of next week aren't we record september 11th yeah so we the have date? one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven 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 ish days left <clears throat> oh and a half so yeah yeah that's uh that's getting kind of scary buddy so um i mean to be honest i feel like at this point i feel like nothing is gonna like make its way into my top 10 like i feel I like know, i've you watched... watched cast the deadly spell yet so shut up dude or ricky o or naked so, lunch I don't, I don't know if i'm gonna watch ricky or o. nothing but trouble as well which is fine. i did watch that i forgot to mention it oh really i i didn't really care for the comedy I, it's not my type of comedy i mean i thought the plot 
Like, I did give it a favorable rating. I gave it, like, 7.5 because I thought it was a cool movie, but the comedy aspects... I don't like that goofy, like, over I mean, the top. I mean, that, that was not my favorite part of the movie, to be honest. I, I don't really care for it either. I just... I like the creepy little fucking hobo town with creepy ass <laughs> yeah. 170 year old Dan Aykroyd yeah that was funny when the credits rolled and it's like I didn't even realize it was Dan Aykroyd and then it's also funny how it's like Dan Aykroyd as this character then it was like Dan Aykroyd as this character then it was like John Candy as the cop John mm. Candy as the dot like it was funny yeah I, honestly I never even heard of this movie before 91 so me neither um, and I thought I would because it's freaking John Candy man I mean he's so likable Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd you know so um, yeah that's uh, I thought it was pretty fun I I liked it Um, but yeah um, Delicatessen is another one I hear good things about so um, that's like a French one I think so try to watch that as well but yeah I'm not gonna I wanted to get to like shake rattle and roll and um, Pinocchio 945 or whatever and I just don't know if I'm going to get to all that. I I really need to actually uh, watch all the heavy hitters like that I didn't get to yet, like Child's Play 3 and People Under the Stairs, just to get them out of the way. Um, Those two, just like that Pinocchio and that Shake, aren't those both um, like foreign films? Japanese. Yeah, I've been watching way too many subtitled movies lately, which usually I don't mind, but I feel like I've just watched too many in a row to where I have to watch something in my language but i those are two that i want to watch too so i'm gonna try to get to them all right um so it, i also didn't watch license steel which i th- think they somebody rated high so i don't know if we'll get to that either damn it um so anyway dude it, i i mean i'm in the 50s here and i still feel like I I have, it's like insane um i didn't think there was that much depth to 91 but Apparently I know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let me get into my um, blind spot here, which is Panic Room from 2002. Uh, two hours, thank you, Carly. Um, You're welcome. Uh, it's it's a it's a thriller. It, it, I didn't know Jodie Foster was in it. I also didn't know that um, Kristen Stewart did anything before Twilight. Oh yeah, did she was in uh, Jersey Cold Creek Manor? No. Yeah, you you said you yeah when we were doing when we were making up our list you said you seen that because I asked you if you'd seen it. I before. have seen it, but I don't remember it. I oh well, it. then she's also in Speak. Yeah, she was like a kid actor. I think she was a better actress back then. Um. So yeah, uh, Jodie Foster, Kristen Stewart, um, are basically house shopping, and they get a good deal on this house that this like millionaire owned and it has this panic room in it um so basically it is like a bomb shelter you know it's a panic room so it like you know you can go in there and the door like locks and it's a big steel door and it's reinforced by like concrete and steel and stuff like that and just so conveniently uh they're the same night they move in uh the son of the millionaire uh is coming to break into the house because um apparently in the panic room there was a what do you call it like a like a safe which had like millions of dollars in it 
So he hires like a hitman and some other dudes and they go into the house and they realize, oh shit, people are home. But then they're like, we come too far and they're like, have to, they're like, we're going to deal with this. But then Jodie Foster and, um, Kristen Stewart, uh, get into the panic room and there's like surveillance in there and stuff. And basically they're stuck in there. Um, the phone line that's in there doesn't work or something like that. Uh, cause you would think like first question you'd have is like, come on, they built a panic room without a phone in it, <laughs> you know? Um, but it doesn't work. Um, and they, you know, try to do some stuff like there's a pipe and they try to signal a neighbor with a flashlight. They eventually get some, uh, they eventually make a phone call um, to the police and to the who was it the dad um yes yeah, yeah. and um, you know the criminals are trying to figure out how to get them out like busting through the floor the ceiling into the into the floor of the room and stuff like that and um, to throw Matt, like more turmoil into the situation um the daughter kristen stewart is actually diabetic right and she needs her insulin so that becomes a problem um what else i think that's good for the plot uh mm-hmm. i didn't really like this that much oh yeah i don't know man it, it's just it felt a little contrived honestly i don't know i just felt like just from the beginning where it's like oh they they just get this house with a panic room in it and then you know the same night these criminals like break in you know it's i don't know 22 million dollars like why would that be in the house um but i don't know it was it was okay i don't know the thriller aspect of it didn't really work for me um what's the actor's name uh black actor leto oh never mind um Forrest Whitaker, he's in it, uh, um, and I usually like him. He's he's pretty cool, cool guy. Um, so yeah, it, it was uh, it was all right. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't love it. I didn't I didn't hate it or anything like that. I thought it was good. Um, it was I was gonna say something about it. What the hell was I gonna say about it? Um, the uh, oh, there's there's a scene with like the they pump gas into the room and stuff and they light it on fire. doesn't really look the best. Um, I don't know. I thought I would like this one more. It kind of missed the mark for me a little bit. All right, dude, what do you rate it then? I gave it a seven, which isn't a bad rating at all. I feel like you're being, I feel like you just want me to lose. So you're going to pretend that all these movies are bad. No, no, no. I actually, you know, I, I, I loved the boy in the striped pajamas right right I lost well my whatever pen, I, mean, I lost my pen. what do you want me to do about it? i am not there to help no. um panic room is just one that i grew up watching it was like a thriller that i always really enjoyed um i could see your criticism so i can understand um not really being a huge fan of how like convenient some of this stuff is but I don't know. I've always I've always found it very easy to watch. I guess. Did you find your pen? Yeah. You know what sucks about our ten days that we have left is like four of them were spent on the road. Wait, what? Like we're not gonna be home. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I thought about that already. <laughs> yeah, I have my pen. Um, so yeah, uh, with that said, uh, let's go ahead and pick your blind watch, blind spot for the next week. Oh, Which boy. we might actually not do a show next week. Yeah, we might not have the opportunity. Right. So it would probably be like the week after. Right, right. Um, your next one was Batman Returns, but as we said, that one takes place on like Christmas, so we're not going to do that one yet. All right. So, again, so I don't get a watch, yes. So it's actually Rocky. Oh, man. So Rocky, buddy. Rocky. Oh. Sylvester Stallone. Joe Spinell's in it. Okay, great, dude. That doesn't make it horror hair. <laughs> it's not I just feel horror. Like it's go- is it going to be... Is this- I feel like this movie's like four hours long. Uh, I want to say that it's 90 minutes. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. I don't know, little guy. I might not like it, but I shall watch it. Yeah. I shall watch it. Well, I hope you like it. Oh. <laughs> what? What, buddy? It's two and a half hours. No! I want to say it's 90 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't want to say that. Dude, I don't have time for this right now. Ooh. All right. Oh, I, I mean, all right. I shall do it. You're not using your skip? I'm just, uh, I just feel like I should skip new country for the old men. You're not skipping that one. You're not, I have an anti-skip. I'm trying to, let me see the list. Did I, I didn't skip anything already. Did, no, I didn't. Hmm. No, well, you, well, you'll have a week and a half. You'll probably have a week and a half to do it because we're not doing a show this week. Yeah, I'll just, I, I shall watch it. It's fine. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, with that said, let's go into our featured review. And this is of The New Mutants. Uh, so, what is a synopsis for the new mutants? The new mutants. It says, Magic, Wolfsbane, and other teenage mutants try to come to grips with their superpowers while staying at a secret facility. Yeah, so we'll, we'll stay spoiler-free on this one. Um, mm-hmm. We were supposed to have Jeremy on again, but uh, unfortunately, I kind of, like, didn't give a time for the podcast because I don't know what time I'm going to wake up. And I, as time went on, I was like, well, I better record the show now or else I'm not going to get up till like 11 p.m. And I know that's too late for you guys. So I uh, decided that we would do it now. Jeremy was busy now, so it wasn't going to work for him. Yes, yes. But yeah, so New Mutants, uh, I mean, basically, it's about... It opens up with this girl. Um, she's with her dad, and a uh, bunch of stuff kind of goes down. And she's like, run- you just see her running through the woods. And then um, the next thing you know, she wakes up in this sort of hospital-looking setting, and uh, she's really confused. Uh, this woman comes in and says, like, tries to explain things to her, and says she's like the last survivor of this thing that happened to her, and um, that she's there because she has these special abilities and that she'll be able to leave once uh, those special abilities are like well controlled and uh, figured out. Um, The girl is then introduced to, I believe, what, four other 
people who are in that facility for the same thing where they essentially have these superpowers and um yeah some of them kind of rude like a little uh rude towards her but then uh some of them are friendly towards her really and the then they're one that's rude towards her yeah i mean the one guy's kind of rude at first too but then like everyone's kind of like yeah, he said he makes some stupid comment, I believe. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh... I don't think so. Yeah. It, it, he makes a comment when she walks into the room at first. Yeah, I think he's just, like, joking. No, I think he's being very rude, and I would really... <laughs> I would be very offended and sad. Anyway. Okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's the movie. Uh, they basically are all just in this facility together, and they're a little sketched out. They don't know if they can really trust the lady running the place. There's only one woman there that sort of is their doctor um, and the person doing experiments on them and they're just trying to figure out why they're there and uh, how they're gonna you know get through things and be able to leave there so what did you think well I mean that's not all that's going on I mean it's so basically um, the girl develops sort of a relationship with uh, the other girl there um, which it was funny because I called it like so far ahead of time. It was so weird. Yeah, me too. No, I did like I, like way ahead of time. I was like, I was like, I think, I think, th- I think this is gonna go in a lesbian territory. I um, think you just thought that because the other girl had short hair, <laughs> and people think that means you're a lesbian. Well, that's what I think. Wonder why. Um, but you had short hair once. Yes, I did. And people just thought I was a boy. <laughs> um. So yeah, but um. Also, like, you know, as she's trying to figure out why she's there, everybody begins. You know, everybody there is having nightmares of like their past traumas. So um, it kind of has like this this nightmare dream quality to it. Which honestly, like in hindsight, I think they could have played that up even more. Mhm. They could have. Um, I think like what I liked about this movie and I, I've seen a lot of negativity towards this film. I think what I liked about it is that I enjoyed, I actually enjoyed the romantic relationship between the two lead, the, the lead and, and the, the other girl rain. Um, I actually really liked that. And I, I like the aesthetic to the building. Um, it's very like old looking, it reminds you of like an old rundown mental hospital and something about them being like isolated and by themselves was like creepy. Um, the, the, I will be honest, like the effects are a bit rough. Like the, the, like the, it's, it's primarily CG. Um, mm. and it is, it is a little bit, you know, it's not the worst I've ever seen. It's just, it, you see a lot of new movies do utilize this type of thing for their monsters. Um, but I actually thought the smiley man was pretty creepy. Um, it kind of touches on the backstories of each of the characters, and I thought they were cool. You know, I, I thought the um, Anna Taylor Joy's character uh, basically you get the sense that she was sex trafficked as a child, which is horrifying. And I thought they did really well with that, and it made you feel bad for her and understand why she's so aggressive towards the outside world you know she has a wall up um but mm-hmm. also you could tell that you know she just needs to be loved and uh i dig that um and then of course you know 
the other characters all have their own problems. You know, it, it's sort of metaphorical for being uh, an outcast. You know what I mean? Um, the one, and you know, to, to the extreme, I guess, because like, uh, you know, being a mutant. I mean, and X-Men has always been that. That's always been X-Men, you know. Um, you know, minorities and, and uh, you know, LGBTQ people and things like that. X-Men has always been an, an allegory for that sort of social, uh, being against the social norms and stuff like that way back from when X-Men first started, you know. Um, so it makes sense and i've always liked that about the x-men that's why x-men or like i don't really love comic book movies but i've always kind of dug the x-men um because i really like that um social aspect to to them you know they're uh and even even all the way up to like um examples of like jews you know and and nazis and stuff like that and being persecuted for how you were born or what you were born into, you know, that's kind of what, you know, and people were afraid, they fear, you know, they would uh, fear monger and stuff like that. So I've always dug that about X-Men. And uh, I think it fits with this, you know, you have the, each of them have sort of their own tragic backstory, um, reason why they're there. And then uh, you get the sense that our lead is like, very powerful like yes. her her power is really powerful whatever it is and they're trying to figure out what it is but what did you what did you like or dislike or what did you think um i mean i liked it uh, i've seen a, pretty much everyone's kind of coming down on it i'm even looking at letterbox and like every there's not the main reviews but everyone is pretty much negative uh, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I went in with no real expectations for one, you know, it's been put off for so long. And then two, I just, I, I wasn't as, I know you were super hype at the beginning, like 10 years ago when this was supposed to come out. Um, yeah, but it was for, delayed like two years. I think it was supposed yeah. to come out in 2018. Um, yeah. and I don't know if there's a longer cut or a more an R-rated cut that exists. Um, I heard so many different things. I heard that initially it was... Uh, not enough of a horror film so they reshot scenes to make it more of a horror film and then I've also heard the opposite where it was too much of a horror film and they reshot scenes to make it less of a horror film I don't know which one is true I don't know which one actually is was the real story um, I know that Fox delayed it a bunch and then the Disney buying Fox like delayed it even more and it, they kind of I thought they were going to push it back a whole nother year again they kind of dropped it it made 7 million at the box office which I think is pretty okay for theaters being shut down mm -hmm. um, so you know I considered a mild success I mean I don't know what the budget was it's probably a lot bigger than that but I'm sure it'll do well on streaming too so hopefully it makes its money back um but I'm not, I, I'm very curious to know like what happened with the production, if there's another cut of the movie. Um, if it, like it feels, it does feel very much like there should have been more to it. Um, mm -hmm. That's the only thing for me is after watching it, I really dug in. Then I kind of thought about it days later and I could see why people are disappointed despite the fact that, you know, they should have probably went in with low expectations. It's like, 
it really just kind of flies by and there you know you have this small group of characters and uh which i don't have i like that i like that it was a small uh cast uh, i always enjoy movies like that um I, I, I think it had decent development with all of them for what you get. Um, movie runs like an hour and 40 minutes. I was expecting it to be longer than that, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I thought every character was good. I thought all the acting was good, especially like Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, she's doing, I think that's a Russian accent that she has. Um, Sounded Russian. Yeah, and she's very good with that. Uh, and the other characters are solid, too. And I have like, I also, the biggest crush on her. I know you do. I know you do, buddy. Um, I like I, I enjoyed the relationship between uh, the two, the sort of lesbian thing going on with the two girls. Um, yeah. I, I even I said like after watching this, it feels very much like all about the three girls and then the two boys. All they really do is run around and don't do much of any. Like they don't really contribute much, especially towards the end. It's it just seems like they're running scared and it kind of became like a girl power type of film. Which was interesting, but oh, they um, that, yeah, but like I just find them a little forgettable in a way. But uh, I mean, I liked it. I thought the CG didn't actually bother me too much in this movie, and typically that does bother me quite a bit. Like a lot of times, I can't get past it. But I think they made it creepy. Like the smiley character was super terrifying. Um, you know, you kind of get this big creature at the end that... Even that didn't bother me too much, though. It's, uh... Because it's not too overdone, in my opinion. And, uh... The Smiley character being creepy was good because... A lot of times when a horror movie type of thing does a CG thing, it's not effective for me because I know it's obviously fake, but... Well, it helps that they're also... You know, supernatural and in your—it's a dream. Yeah, thing. So yeah, yeah. That always kind of helps with the CGI a little bit because it's something that you create in your mind, and it's not something that's like actual real that it's trying to mimic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's—it's kind of leads to be a little like if it's a little more glossy and stuff, it's okay because it's—it's made up in your head. You know, so I kind of right. think of that type of stuff. Um. Mm -hmm. Uh, the the thing that I'm seeing the biggest complaint about this movie that I'm seeing I haven't looked at much is like people are saying like worst X-Men movie ever I'm like dude yeah. who cares yeah. it's not That's... it's like it's an X-Men movie but it's not at the same time it's, it's, it's not like the same as those like this is trying to be a horror film so it's like you know yeah it's or people just are like, like it's the worst comic book movie ever or something and I'm like, like I, it's not that much of a comic book movie either like yeah it it like at the same time like people like i i saw that they were saying like the one-liners are like bad or whatever and i'm like well that's like sort of the comic book part right there is like you do have one-liners and things mm -hmm. like that that happen in comic books so um you know that's kind of where the comic book sheds in but what, the only other comic book or superhero thing that is there is that they have powers yeah and i'm like like i don't know i just I, it's it's like i don't i didn't watch this movie and like look at it and judge it like it was an x-men movie you know what i mean i, I didn't like i've seen you know most of the x-men movies and i didn't go into this thinking that i was gonna see that <laughs> Yeah, and you shouldn't. I mean, I haven't seen the X-Men movies, so that also helps me because I have no idea what that's even all about. So going into this, I just viewed it as a 
movie, knowing that it was uh, kind of superhero comic book based, but knowing also it was supposed to be horrific, and I felt like I got what I wanted. I feel like it was an easy watch, that's the best way to describe it, is it kind of, you could sit back and easily watch this, know everything that's going on, uh, there's not a whole lot to it, um, and the only thing is that there really isn't a whole lot to it. I could see wanting more. That's kind of the only big critique I have where you kind of leave feeling like you're missing something. Right, you yeah. Wanted more I, I could have used another like 20 or 30 minutes of this movie, honestly. Yeah. Um, I had fun the entire time. I was never bored. I never wanted it to end. I was never waiting for it to end. I will admit I went in with pretty low expectations because I just expected with that many delays and that much production problems and being PG-13 that it just wasn't going to be much. Um, so maybe having those low, low expectations helped me my enjoyability. I, I mean, I was hyped for it because of how it was described, which was like Dream Warriors, you know? So, um, but that hype died down when I kept seeing it get delayed and stuff. And I was just hoping that it was okay, but it ended up being more than okay for me. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I thought about it for a few days after, and I was like, yeah, I, I really liked that movie. It was, it was fun. It was not amazing. I'm not saying that it's amazing or even great. Uh, it, was, mm -hmm. it was good. Um, and yeah, so uh, with that said, let's go ahead and jump into our letterbox reviews, which we forgot last week. Um, yeah, we did. But this one is coming from Call, Colin Andrews. And his favorite movies are Salia, The Spades, The Vast of Night, First Cow, and Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, which I've never heard of any of those. And he it, it's the negative review. And he says, seriously, the leniency you all are you are all giving these films is ridiculous. This is the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen, and I can't stand any of them generally <laughs> oh, okay the acting the effects the casual racism everything is just abysmal tragic tragic what what casual racism i saw two on here that said that and i think is there oh, a comment about Native the girl American? being indian oh get the fuck over yourself yeah. dude come on yeah man. that's what they're talking casual about because i was racism. confused at first too get out of here with that ridiculous i don't even remember what's said about her like it's so stupid but um wow there's a there's like a lot of comments on this on his review <laughs> okay um and the uh positive one here is from logan and logan his favorite movies are Piranha, The Bride of Frankenstein, The New Mutants, and Swamp Thing. <laughs> he must have just updated that. Yeah. Um, and that's the Piranha remake. Oh, dude, Swamp Thing? Seriously? That movie sucks. Um, okay. So he says, no spoilers. So I just watched this, and y'all know I'm a huge X-Men fan, and that I was waiting for this one. And um, it wasn't as amazing as I thought it would be. I did like it. A lot actually it's just i'm annoyed they had three years to make it perfect and they didn't even touch it there's so much you could ha have done with this 
as a comic book fan i'm not gonna talk about the that because the review would be endless but i just expected more especially with the horror elements they didn't go far with them dude this is not a positive review <laughs> this movie might scare your girlfriend on friday night i just sigh three years for this come on man he gave it a he gave it a seven out of ten it's funny i like i should have i, I should have pre-read that well, I was trying to read through these two, and it seemed like every one was bad, so... Yeah, that was I the only... The... Okay, here's another one. Um, four and a half. Wait, it's the same guy. <laughs> it's the same guy with another review. T two, two, and half stars for, two and a half stars for... Ileana Rasputin's sword being as big as her strap, which it makes it comic accurate. Two stars for Danny Moonstar trolling everyone in this movie with her horror illusions without even knowing. Dude, come on. I was gonna say, I like this one one-star review that says, my friend coughed at the theater and those few seconds were more tense and cinematic than anything this film has to offer. These people are rude. I know. We might be the only people that like this thing, dude. They're all this? two and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple sixes, but there's not. How do these people get so popular on here? Like, that Logan guy has like 146 likes. Okay, this guy. There we go. Uh, for a film that's been delayed for what it feels like eternity, this surprised the hell out of me. Great chemistry between everyone in the cast. 100% agree with that, buddy. And finally, LGBT protagonists in a comic book movie. CGI is a little bit dodgy, and it could have gone further with the psychological horror elements, but as it stands, it's a very pleasant little experience. Express how your own demons can have a negative effect on people around you, around us too, is an effective manner. No one's alone, and it's okay to reach out for help. Anna Taylor-Joy is amazing. She, she, has, she has such a bright career ahead of her. Yeah, I agree. Anna Taylor-Joy stole the show. Yeah. She wasn't the lead, but she stole the show. Yes. And I'm going to marry that girl. No, buddy. Why? How old is she? Um, probably my age, I would assume. I'm going to see how old she is real quick. Because I feel like you're a pig. <laughs> so let's just see. She's 24. Okay, so my age. Dude, that's like my age almost. Okay, well, um, she shall be my wife. Her name shall be Anna Taylor Rodriguez. <laughs> no, it shall not. Yes. Um, we shall have little Anna Taylor piglets. J piglets. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Hear them squeal. I Hear am them an Anna squeal. Taylor piglet. Hear me squeal. Her name is actually Anya. Anya Taylor Joy. I thought that was like a made up. Her last name's actually Taylor Joy. Yeah. Huh. Taylor Joy Rodriguez. Nobody. <laughs> Why not? Because it's not your last. Like, who's she marrying? Well, that is my last name, your... but. No, it's not. What do you mean, no, it's not? It's not. Yes, it is. It's Patrice. <laughs> it's not Patrice. That's my middle name. Nobody. All right, I. That, that's it. Um, we forgot Letterbox <laughs> reviews last week, and you didn't even remind me. You didn't I forgot because we have. Me. We had Jeremy on, so I got do you, like I forget when we have a guest sometimes because we're all talking. There is a gnat flying in here, and it's driving me crazy. 
Did we rate this movie? No. All right. Let's uh, do that. I gave it a 7.25 out of 10. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> You're not starting that. Uh, no, I gave it a 7.5, but I'm hovering. I'm like between a 7 and a 7.5. I haven't finalized it yet, but let's, you know what? F the haters. 7.5. All right. Well, you say that boldly, but I gave it an 8 out of 10. So. Good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I honestly didn't expect this many people to hate on it like they are. Yeah, I walked out thinking like, ah, people are going to like this. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I... like, for me, like, when everybody, like, if there's a movie that I like and everybody hates it, it makes me like it more. Yeah. It, well, it makes me want to champion it, at least. Yeah. I like when I see a movie before anyone else and then... Because I'm not, I don't see everyone else's opinion, and I'm like surprised if they hate it or like it, and I had the opposite opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the end of this show. Um, thank you guys for checking it out. Again, check us out on Dark Discussions, follow in the feed. Um, I'm JP, that is Carly. Um, we will see you guys next time. We don't know what we're doing yet, but um, we might just do a recap of our event because that yeah. will be quite lengthy. Um, so maybe the next episode will just be that. So, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.